Hello and welcome to Our Lady of Victory live streaming. Today is May 31st, and today the church celebrates the visitation of the Blessed Virgin Mary, that famous story where Mary goes and visits her, her cousin Elizabeth, who is carrying John the Baptist in her womb. So we celebrate that feast today, and you'll find in this reading, which is taken from Luke chapter 1, verses 39 through 56, many of the words for the Hail Mary are drawn from this. And Mary's Magnificat. So these are two prayers, of course, in the Catholic tradition that we pray. In the Liturgy of the Hours, for example, every day we pray an evening prayer, the Magnificat. So these uh, prayers are rooted in Scripture, and they're part of our Catholic tradition, our rich Catholic tradition, where we ask Mary to intercede for us. So let's start a reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Mary set out and traveled to the hill country in haste, to a town of Judah, where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the infant leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth, filled with the Holy Spirit, cried out in a loud voice and said, Most blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And how does this happen to me? that the mother of my Lord should come to me. For at the moment the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the infant in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed are you who believed that what was spoken to you by the Lord would be fulfilled. And Mary said, My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has looked with favor on his lowly servant. From this day, all generations shall call me blessed. The Almighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. He has mercy on those who fear him in every generation. He has shown the strength of his arm. He has scattered the proud in their conceit. He has cast down the mighty from their thrones and has lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent away empty. He has come to the help of his servant Israel. For he has remembered his promise of mercy, the promise he made to our fathers, to Abraham and his children forever. Mary remained with her about three months and then returned to her home. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So in this reading, we encounter two unlikely heroes, Elizabeth a woman well past her childbearing years, and of course Mary, a teenage virgin. Two women who through their cooperation with God helped to advance the mission of saving the world. God's promise is being fulfilled through them. He promises long ago, after the fall, you might recall this passage, it's Genesis 3.15. So the serpent has come, he's tempted Adam and Eve, The human race has fallen. Sin and death has entered the world. And God says this. God speaks to the serpent and says, I will put enmity between you and the woman, between your offspring and hers. They will strike at your head while you strike at her heel. So this is called the first gospel. It's the first pronunciation that God is going to act in salvation history to set things right. And he's going to do it through the offspring of a woman through the cooperation of male and female. 
and bring forth. Of course, we know that offspring is Jesus who ultimately crushes the serpent and who, who frees us from sin and death. So we hear, you know, Mary believed that Elizabeth proclaims, blessed are you who believe what the Lord had spoken to you would be fulfilled. Well, Mary believed that. And when her yes makes fulfillment of all the things God has promised through time. So this leaping of John the Baptist in the womb of Elizabeth is, is understood by s scripture scholars, some at least, that says, look, this is, um, John is the last of the Old Testament prophets. So that leaping for joy, it, you, we could imagine that's Moses leaping for joy. That's David leaping for joy. That's the prophets Isaiah and Ezekiel, all the prophets throughout time throughout salvation history who have said look God's going to do something he's going to save the human race he's going to act in our lives for our good that's being fulfilled and that joy is manifest in the leaping of John the Baptist in Elizabeth's womb furthermore Pope Benedict XVI wrote that the magnificent that in the Magnificat is woven threads from all of sacred scripture so we do hear that. We know that uh, he says that to point out the fact that God has been promising something for a long time and that Mary is, this is the greatest moment in human history is the incarnation when God becomes man to lift the human race back up to its original dignity. And, and so much of what is proclaimed in this reading is spoken elsewhere in, in scripture and is fulfilled here. So it's a very powerful, powerful um, prayer that Mary prays and a story that is being related to us by Luke. So Mary and Elizabeth allowed what the Lord asked them to do to redirect their lives. I think this is an important takeaway. This is a takeaway that came to me in prayer. And to set them on a journey toward an unknown destination. Mary had no idea. She could have no idea what was going to happen to her and and think about that for a minute just think about some of the things that luke's going to reveal shortly in his gospel um, she uh, travels to bethlehem and has her child in a manger uh, travels far from home and has her child in a manger she's riding on a donkey for crying out loud and heading to uh, uh, to bethlehem she then has to flee to egypt to escape the wrath of Herod where he tries he kills all the firstborn males they live in Egypt a foreign land for a number of years these people are poor they have nothing to realize they have resources to depend upon they're going in here blind trusting in God's word believing that what he said would be fulfilled you know the journey from Nazareth to to uh, Elizabethtown is 90 miles it would have been several days journey for a pregnant woman you know, she loses Jesus and finds him in the temple. All the stress and anxiety with uh, of losing a child for, albeit even temporary. You know, like I said, they lived in poverty. And then finally, seeing her son tortured to death on the cross. Of all the things that Mary could not have known were coming, but yet she refers to her encounter with the Lord as one of favor, of one of blessedness. Well, in the end, all generations do call her blessed for that reason. For her yes made our salvation possible. 
for all of us who repent and believe in Jesus. You know, what can we take away from this? Well, just a few weeks ago in John's Gospel, we heard, Blessed are you who believe and have not seen. Well, that's all of us. All of us who believe and have not seen, we're blessed. And blessedness is a result of God's grace, of his divine favor, as Mary expressed, God acting in us. Always remember that God's love is active. It does something in us. It isn't just an emotion. His love is active. It's creative. It works for our good. So for all of us who accept him, that love is acting in our life. The Almighty will do great things in us and through us when we choose to surrender to his grace after Mary's model. He'll fill us with his wisdom and, and help us to know his will. And we journey in this life toward eternal joy with him in the next. Like Mary and Elizabeth, we can endure the sufferings and challenges that we face in this life as we travel through this dark valley, strengthened by the fact that it is in God we trust and that his will for our good will win out in the end. That had to be what held, gave Mary the strength to endure what she faced in her lifetime. And how can we increase our response to his visitation? Because the Lord has visited us too. If you're listening to this reflection, you have come to have some faith in God and you're seeking to know more about him. And, well, we can, we can increase our response to his visitation. We can do just that. We can pray, increase our prayer life. We can learn about him all the more in, in sacred scripture. A priest friend of mine, I love the way he said this. He said, sacred scripture, the Bible, is a pen and ink icon of the word of God. That is the, 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 the word of God is living and active. It also acts in our life. So we can come to know the Lord more. He can visit us in prayer, visit us in uh, sacred scripture, and of course, receiving him in the Holy Eucharist. So we, we um, increase our response to him by simply accepting more of him in, and of course, witnessing in, him into the world, increasing our acts of love and charity for our brothers and sisters. Um, in our community. Go in peace, brothers and sisters.